This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Good morning and welcome to the show. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few minutes, Angela Calla, host of CKNW's Mortgage Show, will be with us to talk about housing cost realities here in Metro Vancouver. And we look forward to your calls, too. First, a quick scan of some of the top consumer stories of the week. Apple released its new MacBook design, and they say it's their thinnest model yet. Built into the new laptop is a new touch bar keyboard tool that replaces the function keys of a typical keyboard. This touch bar also allows nifty new features like logging into your computer with your fingerprint. Alongside their laptop announcement, the We Never Sleep Ever folks at Apple unveiled their new video streaming apps called Simply TV. The new app will allow consumers to watch TV on any of their Apple devices. Is it time for a smart oven? In the world of smartphones and smart TVs, some say it's about time that sort of tech is seen more in the kitchen. The new June Intelligent Oven takes cooking to a whole new level. Put the food item in, and the convection oven's built-in computer determines how best to prepare it. Using sensors, cameras, and scales, the oven decides to bake, broil, or roast. As co-creator Matt Van Horn tells CBS News, cooking needs to get more with the times. If you look at ovens, the technology hasn't changed in 50-plus years. We're, in essence, teaching the oven to think like a chef. And you can even watch your food cook on your smartphone. Here's an unexpected story. Business Insider magazine citing documents from Amazon reports... Amazon, perhaps the world's most successful virtual store, is on the verge of opening brick-and-mortar convenience stores and offering curbside pickup service. The e-commerce giant will start slowly with 20 stores over the next couple of years, but apparently plans include up to 2,000 such outlets in the next 10 years. Amazon will test market two concepts, the traditional grocery store and the click-and-collect versions for online shoppers. The plan would kick off with a 20-location pilot program in Seattle, Miami, New York, and other large cities by the end of 2018. For many, the question to Amazon is, why? I'm sure shareholders are curious. As you've no doubt seen at Halloween parties all over town, regardless of who wins the U.S. presidential election in 10 days, one candidate is dominating Halloween sales. Expect to see many Donald Trumps out and about tomorrow night. Across America, costume shops report they're selling Trump masks hand over fist. As Warren Levinson reports, the craze is international. Few political observers give Donald Trump a chance of winning in deep blue New York, but when it comes to sales of Halloween getup at Abracadabra, the venerable Manhattan costume and magic shop, manager Nika Cadet says Trump masks far outsell Clinton masks. He's a comic book character, so when you think of Halloween, you think of like, I want to make fun of something, I want to scare something. Both him, both very scary, but very comical. It's been suggested Hillary Clinton masks lag because men don't want to dress up as women in New York. Cadet raises an eyebrow and says, that's not a problem. Warren Levinson, New York.
It's interesting that not many women have a problem dressing up like Donald Trump. Saw a few of them last night right here in Vancouver. And finally, new data shows a significant drop in foreign buyers for Metro Vancouver real estate since that 15% tax was introduced. Foreign buyers represented 13% of transactions in the few months before the tax and just 1.3% after the tax. Cabinet Minister Andrew Wilkinson, who stepped in to speak for the finance minister, says the goal, the goal rather, of the tax was to calm the market. What we've seen is that the number of offshore purchasers has dropped dramatically, and that means that the pressure on local purchasers, often first-time purchasers, is much reduced. The new tax so far has brought in $10.1 million to the provincial government. And today's guest will no doubt have a lot to say about the tax as well. Those are some of the stories we're following this week. We'll tell you about some more a little later on. Linda Steele will join us as well with a Steele report on a sneaky practice by some online companies to overcharge your credit card. That's coming up later in the hour. Up next, we'll be joined by Angela Calla, host of The Mortgage Show, to talk housing in Lotus Land and to take your calls. Stay tuned. This is Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. Sterling Fox with you on this Sunday morning. A nice looking one. A little bit of fog still as I look out over English Bay and Georgia Strait off to Vancouver Island, but most of it is burning off. A lovely day in store for us all. Rain tonight, but by Halloween trick-or-treat time tomorrow, we should be at least dry, and we'll settle for that. It's time to introduce our guest for the week. I listened to her radio program last night right here on CKNW. She is the host of The Mortgage Show. She is Angela Kella. Good morning, Angela. Well, good morning, Sterling. It's nice to have you with us on Vancouver Consumer. I was listening to your program last night on the radio. You talked a lot about uh, banks and other lending institutions and specific price points on their loans. And you were saying that that is the only way that a lot of us know about how to get a mortgage. And that's perhaps not the most advantageous way for many of us. Could you kind of open up on that one a little bit, Angela, please, and tell us why? Yes, the costliest mistake a consumer can make is to believe that the mortgage is about the interest rate. The first and foremost fundamental of getting a mortgage is having the lowest exit strategy possible. What consumers are beginning to understand as they become more and more educated is that individual institutions do not have consumers best interest in mind because they're compensated only when they sell their product an accredited mortgage professional such as myself gets compensated equally regardless of where I place the mortgage so our interest uh, by nature of our licensing is completely different we break down all the pros and all the cons of all the lending institutions So when you are delivered a mortgage product, it is the best possible product for you. We are not saying that banks are bad. Banks are fantastic. And if it wasn't for all the wonderful banks, credit unions, trust companies, then we wouldn't have the wonderful 30-plus more options to get a mortgage. But it's what you don't know as a consumer because what they're not telling you due to their bias that costs you the most amount of money. Okay. I wanted to ask you, though, about, so banks may indeed offer certainly one of the better, perhaps not the best, but one of the better interest rates, but that needs to be balanced off by what you call an exit strategy. Can you elaborate on what you mean by an exit strategy, Angela, please? Right. So if you're buying your first home, it's very likely that your first home is not where you're going to be forever. Okay. Now, 
if you compare a bank mortgage compared to a mortgage that you can get if you have you know great credit and income through an accredited mortgage professional let's take a uh, let's just take one of the major banks as mortgages at year three. If you have a $300,000 mortgage with them, it's very likely at year three to get out of that $300,000 mortgage, it's going to be $12,000. Now, I'm sure here on Vancouver Consumer, you probably uh, reviewed some of the reports that Canadians have had and class action lawsuits that some of the major banks have been put under for charging such high penalties to get out of a mortgage. Uh -huh. And that happens when a consumer goes to a bank directly and doesn't understand the true cost of that mortgage. Oftentimes, they get distracted by a free iPad or free checking sure. and they don't really think what the difference is between getting a mortgage there or provided they could qualify to get one through an accredited mortgage professional. Now they could go to another lender which is actually one of the major banks' money anyways but all they do is lend mortgages through mortgage professionals and for that same $300,000 mortgage in year three to get out of that mortgage would only be $3,500 therefore saving you about $9,000 in equity. Now buying a home and selling a home are not the only reasons that you would break a mortgage and that's the biggest mistake a consumer can make they think oh it doesn't matter I can just rates are low I can walk into any bank and get a mortgage sure N not the case uh, because uh, I guess Angela the most obvious is uh, particularly if you live in Alberta these days what happens if my job disappears and I can't afford anybody's mortgage no matter where it came from well there's job there's divorce there's death there's growing families there's families that downsize, there's being transferred to other provinces. Mm -hmm. There's a variety of reasons why. And when you think about, you know, everybody's talking about how crazy the real estate market is now, but if you remember 2008 or you know anybody who purchased in 2008, the market really leveled off. And so people's home prices were not increasing in areas of the lower mainland. And so with that in mind, but what did happen was interest rates went down. So if you had a mortgage with a major bank, maybe your penalty was so high that you couldn't take advantage of the market for a few years either so it's about things that you can control and things that you can't control and of course if you go to an institution that's selling a mortgage based it based on a discount off a posted rate they're compensated to sell that mortgage so they're not going to tell you otherwise okay now I wanted to find out about the numbers because you pointed out you did the math live on the radio which is very brave of you I never do but uh, the bank for example you said at the point at the year three of mm -hmm. a, a mortgage with a typical uh, Canadian bank one of the big five you, if you wanted to break your mortgage for whatever of the reasons that you've just described it's likely to cost you about twelve thousand bucks where if you had done that mortgage through a pro like yourself Angela with a with a mortgage broker and a slightly different arrangement, the penalty would only be $3,500, leaving a significant difference. How come such a, how, why is there a multi-thousand dollar difference? Is it simply the way the penalty is structured by the bank versus the alternative? You got it. Banks have posted interest rates. And so when you go into a bank and you negotiate a mortgage, they've given you a discount off of that posted rate. So their posted rate could be in the fives, which is crazy because no one would pay it. But it's simply there for them to make profit. You know, in days where interest rates are low, people think, oh, anybody can get a low rate mortgage. And when you d get, negotiate a discount off of their posted of, say, 2%, most people feel, and again, this is marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Wow, I'm so great. I'm so important. I must be worth so much. 
much to the bank. They took 2% off of what their posted rate is. Well, uh-uh, that free iPad and that free checking account for two years uh, is dialed into that 2% that they're going to charge you should you need to make a modification on your mortgage for any reason that you can control or can't control right. down the road. So uh, you pay for it. And, of course, because they have a bias, it's not their, you know, they're doing their job. They're selling you the product. And it's not until you know better that you can make a decision to go to an independent professional. Well, you know, and we're talking about serious dough. We're in the land here in Lotus Land of stratospheric, if not completely ridiculous, housing costs. And, you know, especially for first-time home buyers, people just getting into the game. Angela, the numbers are just downright staggering. So why on earth wouldn't you do yourself and your future the the, the, the courtesy of a comparison shopping when you're looking for mortgage to get into the housing game in the first place, even if the bank of mom and dad has uh, gave, made you uh, put you at least in a position to play. Well, it's just simply because consumers don't know better. And once they know better, of course, they don't allow that to happen. And ask yourself this. It's not just getting the initial mortgage. You may remember a few years back when all the banks had decided that because Prime had gone down so low that they were going to increase the interest rate on all their lines of credit. Isn't it funny when they're going to raise fees, you get a letter and it instantly happens. But on the other hand, when they're going to decrease their rates or decrease fees for quote-unquote new clients, why don't you get that same letter and that automatic response? Good question. You know, ask yourself that. We've been in some of the most challenging economic times since the economic depression. So for people who think about this and have had the privilege of using an accredited mortgage professional, then they get it. It's black and white. I mean, lenders have their interest in mind. They have a total bias and limitation to what they offer you. And an independent mortgage professional is that completely independent and fundamentally we're completely different. We're here to save you the most amount of money, not only when we get you a mortgage, but throughout the duration of the term, whereas the lenders have the complete opposite. Right. How can they make more profit off of you throughout the duration of your relationship? Angela, give me a second here. I just want to open up the phone lines because you are such an animated person and you always get a lot of calls. And we're talking about a subject that is near and dear to virtually everyone in Vancouver, even people who can't afford a house and likely aren't going to be able to in several lifetimes. Still, everybody mm -hmm. wants to know what the heck is going on. So 604-280-9898. The lines are officially wide open to Angela Kala here on Vancouver Consumer at CKNW. 604-280-9898. Your calls are most welcome. Angela, how do you mortgage brokers do it? You accredited mortgage professionals. How do you manage to take the same money from that an institution would lend to me gladly and, and create the same cash flow to me and yet create circumstances to me that the lender, i.e. a big bank, isn't either interested in or, more, or, or capable of doing or perhaps both? How do you pull it off? Well, it's very easy. All the lenders, it's just like going to buy something at a retail store or getting it at wholesale. You know, when you walk into, you know, IGA to buy toilet paper, they don't have a, a sign there that says go to Costco. It's cheaper. And the lenders wouldn't do the same otherwise. But accredited mortgage professionals know exactly what profile you're going to fit best in based on your credit, the income, and the property that you're purchasing. And we place you directly with the best lender for your situation. Mm -hmm. And we also 
also protect your credit score. Now, this is significant. As a consumer, if you went to multiple lenders to see what they could offer you in terms of a mortgage, that actually takes points off of your credit score, which directly impacts the e- offers that you'll have. Even if the, they didn't turn you down, even if, if you made a simple doesn't inquiry? Matter. doesn't matter. Interesting. Points are off, points are off. And also, if you've shopped around for a mortgage, now your file has been flagged because they think that there could be something fraudulent going on. And now for some lenders, you know qualify as the quote unquote new client. So it's important that when you understand when you're working with an accredited mortgage professional that they are there to assist you throughout the duration of the term. And if something better comes along, either before you sign your mortgage papers or after, we're doing the math behind the scenes all the time to see what's in your best interest, as long as it does tick all those boxes, because we don't get sidetracked by marketing. We're here for the reality, because you can market a really great interest rate. I was on Global News when when one of the big um, institute, well, it wasn't an institution, actually, it was a finance company came out with this 1.99% interest rate that was unbelievably restrictive. And we went over all the reasons why people would decide otherwise. And I didn't have a single person that uh, that had considered it once they knew the facts about it. So it's always what people don't tell you and what you don't know when they have a bias that's going to cost you money. Interesting. Let's include some callers in this conversation. Uh, Larry uh, in Abbotsford is with us. Good morning, Larry. Hello, good morning. Um, yeah, just a question. Uh, mortgage brokers, I dealt with one a few years ago on a secondary property, and it was having a tough time qualifying, um, kind of a long story. But anyways, um, he charged me um, a fee. I mean, do they all charge fees? Only when you don't qualify through a traditional source. So if you are getting private money or an alternative source of lending, then you would be charged a fee. So less than 0.08% of 1% of Canadians are charged a fee for that reason. Right. I see. Yeah, because it was about a $400,000 mortgage and he charged me like $20,000. Yeah, so you must have got a mortgage through a private lender because, yeah. again, in Canada, less uh, 0.8 of a percent of people are charged a fee when they do not fit within the traditional uh, confines. And you would have signed the paperwork accordingly and been notified of that up front. Oh, good call, though, Larry. It's an important, important question to ask. Appreciate it. So then how do you get paid if you typically don't, and you're talking about a, a fraction of 1% of uh, Canadian consumers who do end up paying a mortgage broker a fee, how do you get paid, Angela? Obviously, you're, you're a professional. You make a living at this work. Of course, yes. We get compensated where the mortgage is placed. They pay us a fee for bringing them the client. Okay. So I wanted to ask you about this stress test business. These are the new rules that the feds have brought in to try and calm the market. We've got the province trying to calm the market with the Chinese dudes tax and the feds Mm -hmm. now with new rules about uh, passing stress tests. So even though the mortgage rate may be posted at say, and I'm pulling a number out of thin air, say it's 2.5%, Angela, for for round numbers. Uh, They want you, when you go to qualify for a mortgage, they want you to be able to pay for a mortgage at an interest rate of what? Almost 5 percent, almost twice what the uh, the bank may or the lender may be offering at that moment. Why? Well, that's an important thing. So if you were considering taking a variable rate or anything but a five-year fixed term, Canadians were already qualifying at that benchmark rate. So it wasn't only until now the five-year fixed rate was the only loophole around the higher qualifying rate. So this change doesn't impact as many people as 
it appears based on the preliminary thought process of it. And to give you an example, as an accredited mortgage professional, I believe that her job, of course, is to provide you with options. And we were already stress testing our clients anyways for mortgages based on that because, again, two-thirds of people that were choosing either something other than a five-year rate or other than a variable rate were already qualifying there. So we only had five people out of a 100 of our pre-approvals that were impacted because in order to select all the options for them so they can have the power of choice to make a decision on what works best for their family for their mortgage choice, we were already qualifying them at that. And as a mortgage professional who is here for you throughout the duration of you having a mortgage, Mm -hmm. I've been around. Uh, for 12 years. So I've seen significant fluctuations in the market. And, you know, I just look back at 2008 and the qualifying rate and the rate that you received was on average 5.99%. So, you know, to qualify at 4.64 and paying at 2.49, if you actually applied that to your mortgage, and obviously you can afford it because you've qualified at it, then at the end of five years, you have 13 years and seven months left. So is that really a problem? Okay. Uh, so, uh, and, and so some would say that the stress testing of these higher interest rates is, frankly, practical, because even though we've had historically low interest rates, Angela, forever in a day, it is impossible that they're going to remain static and that low forever. Well, exactly. And equity in people's homes are, are not a bad thing. And, you know, everything changes so significantly. I did an example the other day of, you know, a mortgage of 250000 in 1995 at a rate of 10.6% had payments of $2,338 a month in 1995 for mm-hmm. a $250,000 house. Now, do you know the cost of that house is actually $701,361. Let's double that. On a mortgage of $500,000 today at 2.49%, that payment is $100 less than in 1995 at two hundred and two thousand thirty eight dollars a month. And that total cost of borrowing is $30,000 less than in 1995 for double the mortgage. Holy smokes. Angela, let me digest those numbers for, for a couple of minutes here. That's an awful lot. And let me uh, remind our listeners that the phone lines are indeed wide open at 604-280-9898. It's Vancouver Consumer with Angela Calla from The Mortgage Show on CKNW. And we're back in just a few minutes. Welcome back to the program. It's 11.35 straight up on the west coast of Canada. Sterling Fox on Vancouver Consumer, joined by Angela Calla from The Mortgage Show, which I listened to last night right here on CKNW. Uh, Angela is with us talking about, well, mortgages and, well, uh, trying to get one and how to go about getting one that is most advantageous for you. It's not about greasing the wheels of the lender. It's about putting yourself in the best position to be able to finance your life and well, uh, especially with long horizon plans in mind. Angela, let's go back, though, because you were talking about, uh, just before we took the break, about a a mortgage that you gave an example, uh, a 1995 mortgage for a quarter of a million dollars. And you Mm -hmm. said uh, at that time, the payments, this I assume would be a five-year fixed mortgage, and you said the payments were 2,338 bucks. And the interest Mm -hmm. rate was what? 10 point something percent, right? 10.6, yeah, 10.6%. I can remember a building and, and, and getting a mortgage on a house here mm-hmm. back in the 80s, Angela. Mm-hmm. And in those days, my financial advisor said, well, you get out there and you shop the marketplace. And if you can find anything under 
twelve <laughs> percent. You're you're ahead of the game. So I went out. We we looked and looked and found something at eleven point seven five percent, and thought thought we died and gone to heaven. And so it's a very different scenario now, but. Only because we've we've had these uh, these managed low interest rates. These are these are being held low by uh, governments interested in stimulating the economy. Interest rates never go this low on their own, and they're not going to stay this low for much longer. So now, with those '90s numbers in mind, let's talk 2016. Yeah, I mean, there certainly are options to get into the marketplace. And, you know, you have to kind of always look at what information means specifically to you. I had done an article that the Globe and Mail had called me on, and we talked about the differences between buying a condo in Vancouver and buying that same condo, or better, in my opinion, in Coquitlam. Okay. And, you know, with with that in mind, in Vancouver proper, you're looking at 500000 for a one-bedroom condo. Mm-hmm. And in order to qualify for that, you need to earn an income of $100,000 a year. Well, you can get for $200,000 a one-bedroom condo in Coquitlam. And of course, um, you have to earn about $40,000 a year in order to qualify. And your square footage is is better, of course. Right. So you can't look at averages and think, oh my goodness, there's no way. And I broke it right down for the Globe and Mail to say that if you are a young one getting out of high school, you need to save $10,000 for a down payment. So that means you're going to be saving just over $800 a month for uh, you know just under two years, about 18 months, to get a home for $200,000 in the Cook Whitlam area. Mm-hmm. So there are options and it's a matter of reviewing with a professional what that's going to be and making a plan and sticking to it just now, like for, anything. For some, you know, life. people will say, uh, you know, well, I don't want to live in Coquitlam. And plus mm-hmm. the fact that if I do live in Coquitlam, all those transportation costs because I want to live in the West End. So mm-hmm. I don't I could walk to work. So if mm-hmm. I live in Coquitlam, now I got to take the SkyTrain or drive in and pay parking and gas and insurance and blah, blah, blah. And uh, it'll balance out. It'll be the same cost. And mm-hmm. that's not true, is it? There, the cost no. is so much lower in some of the suburban areas around the city that uh, that argument really doesn't hold a lot of water, does it? The the additional transportation costs argument that there's not enough money, there's not enough cost in there to, to, to create a balance, is there? No, I mean, when you're looking at it right now, when you're making a mortgage payment, almost half of your mortgage payment is going towards the principal of your mortgage. We have a really great gift of low interest rates right now. Mm -hmm. So you've basically been given equity. And when you rent a home, you're not getting the tax benefits or any of that equity. When you give your notice, that's it. You'll be lucky to get half of your damage deposit back. Now, I'm not saying that everybody should own a home or that it's for everybody. I'm saying that there are significant opportunities. And I don't know about you, Sterling, but was your first home your dream home Mm, well you know it it kind of was because we we were fortunate we waited uh, until we were kind of in a position to actually afford the thing and and then we built one and it's we're not there anymore but we stayed there for 12 years and loved every minute of it so uh, at the time it was kind of our dream home yeah okay well you know i'm 34 now and i've been in this business since i was uh, 21 and i knew my parents when they first bought their home they lived in kitsilano they rented and of course they wanted to 
own a house in Kitsilano, but they couldn't afford it. Sure. So they bought a house in Surrey and they built their equity and, you know, moved on accordingly. And at a very young age, my parents' homeownership was important to us. So when I was going to school, I was saving my money because I wasn't having to pay rents at home. Right. And I was saving for a down payment. Now, did I want to have a condo at the Brava? Absolutely. Of but course. I couldn't afford it. So I bought a condo in King Edward Village. And, you know, for me, I understood that I had to make work what worked for my budget. Sure. And although I wanted my first home to be in the Brava, it ended up being in King Edward Village. Now that King Edward Village property has appreciated significantly over the years and given me the opportunity to continue to build a real estate portfolio. But for me, it was about where do you start and time is everything. Yeah. You know, I bought that when I was 20 years old. So, you know, of course, having that now gives me a significant amount of equity and financial freedom instead of waiting until the market went up because today, of course, that investment would be more than double what it was today. So it was making decisions on how to get in the market and how to get time working for me sure. as well. I want to talk more about condos with you too because especially for younger buyers, it appears to be, as uh, as, as time goes on, uh, really the only entry point left uh, versus the single detached home. But back to the phone because we've got lots of callers here. Narinda in Vancouver. Thanks for waiting. Good morning. No problem. Good morning. Uh, got two or three questions concerning variable rate mortgages. Are variable rate mortgages the only kind where there's no cancellation penalty? There is a cancellation penalty in a variable rate mortgage, and that cancellation penalty is three months interest. And depending on which lender you have your mortgage with, and if there was a special rate offering that you went with, they also have the right to charge other fees that could be in there as well. There are some variable rate mortgages that have, um, even though the majority of variable rate mortgages only have three months interest, some of them actually do calculate an IRD because when people shop on interest rate alone, and I'm not saying that this is your case, I'm just making an example for anybody that might be listening. Someone might think that they have a variable rate mortgage where the penalty is only three months interest. But if they went for like a super duper rate special, then the penalty could be just as much as a fixed rate mortgage. So it really depends. Also with variable rate mortgages, you have the right to lock in at any time with no cost and no fees. But again, here's where it comes to bite you if you choose a lender with posted rates. They don't have to give you the lowest rate in the market that they would give to a new client coming in. They give you whatever the offering is. And most lenders are smart enough to know that when they work out the math, unless they're going to Unless the difference is about a half a percent, it wouldn't be worth it for you to leave to go elsewhere. So they kind of know they have you. Um, they kind of know they have you. So when you get a variable rate mortgage with an independent mortgage professional such as myself, if if you've qualified to go into the a variable rate mortgage through a lender that doesn't have posted interest rates, then we can actually assist you to lock in. And because they only get their business from mortgage brokers, they have to give you the lowest rate because we we know that if they don't, we can switch you somewhere else. Narinder, you said you had a couple of questions for Angela. What's number two? Let me rephrase the question number one. Um, yes, I meant being able to uh, move to another kind of a mortgage without any interest penalty, and I think you've already answered it. So, for example, if I had a five-year variable rate, in the fourth year, I could lock into another five-year fixed-term mortgage without any penalty. Am I correct so far? Yes. Okay. Now, are there any mortgages where I wouldn't have to pay any penalty in, the say, the last year or so? I'm coming to the point I'm trying to uh, get to, but uh, that's my next question. Are there any such mortgages available? 
So you can, of course, switch your mortgage. Now, this also brings up another really good question, Narinder, and this is something that consumers also don't know about. CBC Marketplace did a great undercover story on it, if you Google it. Um, but it depends on how your mortgage is registered. You know, Narinder, that you could actually go to a mortgage professional such as myself, and if your mortgage is registered as a single charge and not a collateral charge, then another lender will pay the legal fees and registration fees to earn your business to have you go to them. Um, but that's only if your mortgage is registered under a single charge. A lot of lenders right now are registering as a collateral charge, which means it's a renting account. So if somebody else was going to take your business, then they would cost you uh, a fee. But a lot of people, again, are unaware of that. Or also, sometimes if you have a mortgage, as an example, for $500,000, they will actually register the mortgage on your property for seven fifty to ensure that you can't get another line of credit or something behind it. And it's marketed as, hey, well, you know, if you want to increase your mortgage down the road, you won't have legal fees. But what they don't tell you is you still have to requalify for it. And depending on the amount that you want or what you're looking to do, you might have to if you're looking to make any changes to title or whatnot. So there are a lot of options out there. And depending on who your mortgage is with and how it's registered and what your personal circumstances is and goals over the next five years will depend on what the best option is for you on a moving forward basis, whether that be to renew with your existing lender or to go elsewhere. And I have to make it clear as well, as an accredited mortgage professional, we're not about moving your mortgage around. It's about whatever is the best thing for you. Some people are in the best mortgage with the best lender. And if you contacted our office, that's what we would recommend for you to do. Because, of course, any professional who has integrity is only going to make a change for you if it's significantly if it's yeah. financially advantageous. And sure. that's important to understand so you you can feel that sense of confidence and relief that they're not just recommending something because that's how they get paid. It's about whatever the best thing is for the consumer based on their circumstances. Okay, and Narendra, your final question to Angela is? When I'm doing a land title search, I see the mortgage as an encumbrance. What do you mean by the uh, uh, single charge versus collateral charge? Would I notice a difference when yeah. I'm looking at the land title search? Yeah, you would. So on your Form B, there's two checkboxes. There's, there's two checkboxes, and one is a single charge, and the other is renting account. So if it's checked on your Form B as a single charge, then that means that that mortgage is transferable with no fees to another lender, potentially, provided you qualify. If it's registered as a running account, then there's going to be fees incurred. And these things, you know, we bring them to your attention. They're not all bad things, but what we're all about here on The Mortgage Show and on The Vancouver Consumer is making sure that you understand what you're getting into, That's providing clarity. Yeah. You know, because if you understand, hey, I'm getting into this product and these are the terms of it, it's totally different. You just don't want to be blindsided down the road when you're looking to make a change. Yeah. Narendra, thanks for your calls. Well executed series of calls, I must say. Homework is so key to all of this, isn't it? And and so many of us are caught up by a word that you've used a number of times this morning already, Angela, and that's marketing. Because all of these lenders, institutional and otherwise, want your business. They want you to be in debt to them. And they create all sorts of wonderful campaigns to try and entice you to go to their uh, mortgage people and sign up with them. And it's easy to be distracted by marketing. And it, it does take away from the actual nuts and bolts of good homework, doesn't it? It really, really does. 
So what do we what do we need to do when it's time to whether get to where the rubber meets the road here and get real and practical in our lives when we're looking to move into the game or move up or, or out or whatever and when it comes time to consider the mortgage uh, how do we get past that blizzard of marketeering and get to the real stuff well it's never too soon to take a look at your options and that's really something that is important because a lot of people think oh well I'll wait I'm, I'm not gonna do it right now I'm gonna wait but depending on your income or depending on your credit when you work with an independent mortgage professional and I really want to make that clear because a lot of lenders also due to marketing say we have mortgage specialists that doesn't mean that they're independent to that institution um, an independent accredited mortgage professional is licensed and is truly independent we're not owned by any bank to sell any particular product we are supposed to give unbiased advice based on the clients needs and so if you're thinking about selling the first thing that you want to do is consult with a mortgage professional if you're thinking about getting into the market if you're thinking about getting separated from your spouse if you're thinking about you know, a variety of things the first thing that you want to do is review it and once you are a part of the Angela Keller mortgage team we're reviewing your mortgage on an ongoing basis so if there's any changes in the market we're notifying you hey here's an opportunity to optimize your mortgage but as a consumer as well we're also doing a review where we're calling you and emailing you and saying let's connect what's going on in your life are you having any more children are you considering making a job change sure. What's going on so we can get ahead of the other things that are important that will impact your ability to borrow or be positioned accordingly down the road Angela, only one minute left here, and it's it's just whizzing. Wow, I can't it? believe it. But uh, you, you just mentioned sellers, and I mentioned at the beginning of the program that this would be of interest not just for buyers, but for sellers as well. And you just it alluded is. to sellers. Why should sellers, they want to unload, they want out. Why should they worry about mortgages? Well, if they want out, they should understand where their mortgage is and what that cost is going to be to exit the mortgage. Uh -huh. So they're aware of what their net equity position is. And I just have to say, we had a client that we helped the other week, and she didn't know that the mortgage she was in, she got sold on an interest rate. And she couldn't get out of her mortgage unless she sold it. She couldn't refinance it early. So there's all kinds of terms that can be in a mortgage. Some mortgages are completely closed for a period of time. There's all kinds of things that can come up. There's hundreds and hundreds of different terms and mortgages that uh, can come up. So if you have one, it's important to review it. I'm going to squeeze in one more call. I shouldn't, but Bill okay. in Richmond, if you can make it quick, sir, go ahead. Okay. Uh, hello, Angela. Hi, Bill. Bill here. Go ahead, Bill. Uh, I've been 32 years uh, in the business as a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. How I get clients asking me to refer them to a good mortgage broker. Mm -hmm. How does a real estate agent uh, pick a good mortgage broker that cares about their clients? Very easy, very easy. I did a segment on City TV which says four questions to ask your mortgage professional. I do have it on my website and on my YouTube channel. And it's aligning yourself exactly with what I said. I mean, just like in any business, there's there's, you know, the people who are the best and then there's there's others. And you know, you have to have a clear understanding for what their value proposition is gonna be and what system they have in place to continue to allow people to optimize the market. You know, you have a choice. You can work with people who lead in the industry or people who follow and the people who lead are the people who understand how to optimize any market in any change and um, you know of course we've delivered a few examples today of how we've done that with our clients mm -hmm. and it's aligning yourself with that same uh, 
people who have that same foresight. That's an interesting last question, too. And, Bill, I would direct your attention and anyone else who wants to uh, find out more about what Angela and her team can offer to Angela's website, which is angelacalla.ca. Calla is C-A-L-L-A. Angelacalla, all one word, dot C-A. Angela Calla, thank you for being on Vancouver this morning. What a treat to have you on the radio with us. Oh, such a pleasure. Look forward to doing it again. Well, let's do that. We'll, We'll get you booked in and we'll have some more fun, perhaps even before Christmas. Need to take a quick break and we've got some consumer quickies and a steal report next. It's 11.54 and time now for another edition of the Steel Report. And this time, Linda has a buyer beware story for online shoppers. Hey, I'm Linda Steele, and this is your Steel Report. If you're an online shopper, keep a close eye on your credit card statements. Online companies use a trick called negative option billing to automatically charge customers credit cards unless the buyer specifically declines. It often starts when a customer signs up for a free trial, and it can begin with small charges of $1 to $2 on your statement. But next month, those charges can skyrocket to hundreds of dollars. Companies are getting away with it because the option to opt out is buried in the fine print. Most consumers don't even notice they're signing up for potential fees. Under Canadian law, most negative option billing is illegal, but as trial lawyer Chris Carter tells Global News, the law explicitly excludes Internet transactions. To avoid these charges, you have to read the fine print and check the box to opt out of any charges. If you see any strange transactions on your statement, report them right away, even if they're small. I'm Linda Steele, and that's your Steele Report. Steele and Drex, weekday afternoons 2 to 4 on News Talk 980 CKNW. couple more consumer quickie items before we go. Responding to air travelers' complaints, U.S. Transportation Secretary Anthony Fox is proposing a new regulation to compel airlines to refund the $25 or more they now charge you for checking a bag if the bag doesn't make to your destination with you. He says if you pay the baggage fee and the bag is not returned to you in a timely manner, then you've essentially paid for a service you're not getting. Well, yeah, common sense. How about that? Let's get that one done. And don't you just love a story like this? A North Carolina woman bought a lottery ticket to teach her husband that the whole thing was just a complete waste of money. He had asked her to pick up two Powerball tickets while shopping, and she opted for a $10 scratch-and-win ticket instead, insisting no matter which game you play, come on, the odds are stacked against you. So, of course, she scratched the ticket and won a million bucks. I had to eat my words, she says, but they were worth eating. Next week, how well did you sleep last night? We talk sleep issues and getting a good night's sleep with Dave Tamlett and Terry Harder of Innovative Sleep Solutions. And as to my question, our guests will talk about ways to be able to answer, slept great, thanks. That's next Sunday morning at 11. That's our show for this weekend. Thanks to producer Matt Humphrey for the thoughts and the good work. And thank you for joining us. Shane Foxman is coming up right after the news. I'm Sterling Fox. See you next Sunday on Vancouver Consumer, right here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.